0: Last week, I had an awesome coaching meeting, and it was with my client, Olivia. And it was special for for a couple of reasons. Number one, it was our last meeting. We'd been meeting for exactly a year. Now, Olivia is a second-year teacher. She had just graduated college, and she's single, and she's now into her teaching career. And so she's three semesters in to her young teaching career. But here's what was cool. When she hired me, she had 26000 of debt. And one of the things, there's a couple things she wanted to accomplish. She said, I have $26,000 of student loans left, and I just want to pay it off, Travis. I want you to help me make this happen. And so as we were sitting there, she had just paid off $26,000. She is sitting there at the end of 2021, debt-free, And before that, she had paid off $11,000 in eight months. So in total, she had paid off $37,000 of student loans in 20 months as a teacher. How did she do this? Well, she budgeted really well. When her and I started working together, she just really focused on budgeting well, holding herself accountable, making intentional choices, following it, tracking it in rinse and repeat through a stretch of that time not the whole time but through a stretch of that time she lived at home with her parents she gave plasma as a lot of young people do she gave plasma off and on not the whole time but just throughout her journey she would start and stop and the fourth thing she did is that she worked full-time in a daycare in the summer the summer between college and starting her career And between her first year of teaching and her second year of teaching, she worked full time in daycare. And she paid off $37,000 in 20 months as a single teacher making entry level teaching salary. So, why am I sharing this story? First of all, I'm just really proud of her. I'm so proud of her. She did so good, she's doing so good. Second, I love teachers, and, and, and I did an episode about this, but I love teachers, and I think teachers get a bad rap. And, and we play this victim role in our society that says teachers are always going to be poor. Teachers are always going to be broke. It seems like we're trying to talk people out of being a teacher by telling them how terrible their life is going to be. Not Olivia. Not Olivia. Olivia just paid off 37000 in 20 months. It's crazy, but here's something else, and this is why I wanted to talk about this today. There's something really powerful that happens when you don't have excuses. See, Olivia didn't have excuses, ever. I've never heard Olivia make one excuse. All Olivia had was progress. Now, Olivia didn't do it perfect. Olivia wasn't flawless. Olivia made mistakes along the way, but Olivia didn't have excuses. And I always say this. I always say the road to nowhere is paved with butts. But she lived at home. Well, she did live at home. We can't knock her for that. She lived at home as a lot of people could and do for a season. Not forever. Livy doesn't want to live at home forever. Her parents don't want her to live at home forever. But she lived at home for a season. But people will say, "But you lived at home." Well, Yeah, she did. So what? But she budgeted well and she didn't spend as much money as she should have. Correct. For a season. Now, I believe that that Olivia lived a good quality life. I believe that Olivia bought things and spent money on things that added value to her. But it is fair. Olivia did not go crazy spending. Olivia was disciplined and intentional. Diligent in how she handled her finances. But she went and gave plasma. Giving plasma sucks. Uh, yeah, it does. I did it for a while in college, and I have a couple horror stories about that um, that ended my plasma giving career. But yeah, she gave plasma. She sucked it up, did something that was unpleasant, and it made her some extra money. But she gave up her summers. Well, I don't know if she gave up her summer. She worked in the summer, as most of us do. Most of us don't have summers off. Most of us work all year round. And so a criticism that I hear for teachers is when they work in the summer and be like, you just gave your summer up. Well, no, Olivia lived a very intentional, fulfilling summer. Two of them. And there's probably a myriad of other things that people are going to put on Olivia and say, but you did this, but you did that. To which I say, well, but she paid off all of her debt, and now Olivia gets to live a different life. And some people say that that life doesn't look different on the other side of debt. That's just because you may not understand how different that feels. I don't even think Olivia knows how different it feels to be on the other side of that debt. And I don't want to break confidentiality and and give her numbers away, but in our last coaching meeting, the conversation looked something like this. Now that you don't have this debt anymore, look at how much extra income you have for giving and for investing, for traveling, for doing more of these things that you want to do to upgrade your car. there's, There's a whole bunch of things that Olivia wants to do, and I'm not going to get into that, but now she can. But it's easy to play the butt game, but the road to nowhere is paved with butts. And I had this, you know, in my own journey, I had, I took so much criticism, especially since I was somewhat public with our story, especially after I left my career and, and started doing more writing and speaking. To refresh your memory, we paid off 236000 in four and a half years, uh, the first four and a half years of our marriage. And I remember I, I was logging them along the way because they felt so, well, frankly, they felt painful along the way. And so I made note of them along the way, and and I've I've since talked about them more publicly. And and here are some things, here's the buts that people threw at me. And they said, but I don't have a high income like you did, Travis. Well, to fact check that, when when we were paying off debt, my income was not that high. It was good. I mean, it was good. It was like a good, like young, professional income. I'm not going to say it wasn't great. I'm not going to say it wasn't good, but it certainly wasn't high. If people were insinuating that I was making a lot of money, then I wasn't. I was making, you know, good good money for, for that age. But we aren't able to sell one of our cars like you did, Travis. And and we did. We sold one of our cars when we moved from one state to another. And we decided to have a more walkable life, and so we did. We sold one car, and we used that money to pay off some debt. It didn't, make, it didn't move the needle too much, but it, it did make a difference. Here's another one. But we can't leave our house and live in a tiny apartment like you did, Travis. Why not? It was a very humbling decision that we made. We, uh, to refresh some people's memory, we lived in an, I lived in a newer house in Kansas City. And when we moved to Des Moines... I sold, I tried to sell the house. I couldn't. It was during the downturn. We rented that house out until we could sell it many years later. But we we moved out of that house. I moved out of that house. And when her and I got married, we moved into a tiny condo that we rented. And it was a one-bedroom condo. And some people say, well, Travis, we can't do that. And I, I always say the only thing stopping us from doing that is pride. We can do anything. We can make that happen. If it's worth it, we can do it. I did it. It wasn't fun, but there were a lot of blessings that came from that. But, Travis, you didn't have kids. Fair point. I didn't have kids. But I work with a lot of people that do. And so we can use that as an excuse. If you just want to say, but I have kids, so I can't pay off my debt. Well, okay, but there's a lot of people that have kids that are doing it. Now, I didn't when I paid off my debt. Olivia doesn't. But a lot of people do. But Travis, you had two incomes. We did have two incomes, but I don't think my wife would ever admit to having a very high income. I think in fact, I think the highest income Sarah ever had was maybe 20 grand a year. That was the highest she ever had. So, during that time, our our two income life was not it, it was more like a one income plus a little bit. And I think over the stretch of our marriage, I've made the vast majority of the income. And so we did have two incomes, and we did the best with what we had. Sarah worked hard. That's true. We did. We used whatever we had to get out of debt. But, Travis, the cost of living is higher where we live. That may be true. But we we have what we have. And so we can use that as an excuse. Now, is it true that the cost of living of the city I lived in was was lower than some other cities? Absolutely it was. Is that why I got out of debt? No. Depending on the cost of living, I would have gotten out of debt a little bit slower, a little bit faster, but it wasn't about that. It was about making very conscious choices along the way. And if you just want to say that the cost of living of your city is the reason you're never going to get a debt. I can't stop that. I can't stop you from doing that. And then this is the last one. And this is the one that maybe Olivia is going to get. But Travis, we can't just stop spending. We need to enjoy life. Now, Sarah and I, we didn't stop spending. We didn't just do the we didn't do what I guess some people would call rice and beans, beans and rice. I mean, that's not what we did. We still lived a life. Now, admittedly, we spent a lot less during that season because we wanted to get out of the debt, we wanted to move on, and so we did spend less. We did spend less than our peers and our coworkers. But here's one thing that I learned on that journey, is that spending does not equal living life. Spending money does not equal fun. Now, there are fun things we can do when we spend money I've spent lots of money that involved doing really fun things. But living a joyful, fulfilling life does not equate directly, does not correspond directly to spending money. And so I think we use that as a crutch sometimes to say, I'm not willing to do this because I don't want to quit my life. That was the first four and a half years of my marriage. We had so many good memories. We did so many cool things. We had a really valuable time in that season of life. And it wasn't about spending money. It was just about finding ways to live life that were, that were fulfilling and enjoyable for us. Some, spent, some cost money, some didn't. And so I got it. Olivia is probably going to get it. Other people are getting it every day. We have two options. We can either play the butt game, which is a road to nowhere, or we can be like Olivia and just be in the business of making progress. And I wish I could tell you it's fun. It's not fun. I think I named that with Olivia. I always try to name that up front. Some of my clients have debt, some don't. And when they do, I always try to name up front. I always say, this isn't fun, this isn't enjoyable to grind out of debt month after month. It's just not enjoyable. But if that's important to you and that's where you want to go and if that unlocks some doors for you, we should do that. And I always promise people three things. Number one, I always promise them, it is simple. This will be a simple process. Number two, this is hard. It is simple, but it is going to be a hard journey to get there. And number three, It's worth it way more than you will ever know. Those are the three promises I make people. And I probably made those to Olivia when we started. And it's not me who made this happen. She was already on her way. I already had mentioned that she had paid off, she had already paid off $11,000 in eight months before that. So if you do the math, this young lady, she paid off $37,000 of student loan debt. She started, I think it would, the math works out too, she started about the month before she graduated college and by the time she was three semesters into her career, so winter break of her second teaching year, she was out of debt. And she's probably watched people around her spend and spend and go on crazy trips and have these cool possessions and buy these houses and these cars she's probably watched that half the time thinking to herself i wish i was just doing that but the thing that i always try to help keep her grounded with is olivia once this is done it's done forever it's done forever your your loans are gone in your, in your early 20s. And you have all of your future ahead of you. Now it really looks like prioritizing generosity and investing and saving for future wants and needs. And traveling more. Traveling a lot more. That's what it looks like now. And she gets to decide what that looks like. That's not on me. That's on her. It's not my job to tell her what to do. It's my job to help her get to wherever she wants to go. And so I just wanted to name that. I'm just proud of Olivia. I'm proud of the progress that she made. She took the road less traveled. And some of you are sitting there right now buried in debt. And you have a million excuses on why you're in debt and why you can't get out of debt. And I'm not faulting you for that. I've, I've been there. I was that guy. I did that. And I've I've since walked alongside of a lot of people doing really hard things, some of those things including getting out of debt. And we have that choice to make. We We can play the butt game or we can be more like Olivia and just go. And some of you that are listening are teachers. Some of you... Have already thought to yourself, I'm a teacher. I don't make that much. I'm just kind of screwed. Raise your hand if that's you. It doesn't have to be. Olivia can do it, and so can you. And so, Olivia, if you're listening to this, and I hope you are, I'm proud of you. I'm so excited for what's to come, and I'm grateful that you decided to live as an example because it's one thing for me to get on a microphone and say it, and then say it again, and say it again, but it's another thing to be a young person in your early 20s, literally living it. You are more influential than me. I may have a microphone, but your whole life is a canvas. Your whole life is an illustration to everyone around you, everyone that you have influence on that I don't, to say, if I can do this, so can you. And if you're listening to this and your name's not Olivia, you have the same situation. You have more influence in the people around you than I ever will. And so the way you handle yourself, the decisions you make, the things that you do, and some, some, for some of you, that's paying off debt. It, it, it is. A lot of us have debt. But it's not just that. This isn't about paying off debt. It's about living a meaningful life. This isn't a get-out-of-debt cult. Not everybody I work with is in debt. It's about making the hard choice. It's about pursuing that career that you're scared to. It's about leaving that stable job to take that risk, to do something that could fill you in a way that this job right now doesn't. For some of you, it means just ramping up your generosity to a level that scares the daylights out of you. For some of you, it's starting that that small business that side hustle, that ministry, that nonprofit. There's so many different things in our life that we're scared to do sometimes, and sometimes it takes somebody like Olivia to show us it can be done, it is worth it. So, thank you Olivia and thank you to all the other Olivias out there. You guys are actual heroes. You're making a difference. So Thank you. Thank you so much. That's all I have for today. If you'd like to reach us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You could find us on Instagram, Meaning Over Money, or me, Travis Shelton. You could find our YouTube channel. And of course, you could find Meaning Over Money, which is our financial course for young adults where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And if you decide to buy a course from us, please don't pay full price. As our way of saying thank you for listening to the podcast, You can get 25% off by using the promo code podcast25, podcast25. And if if you're not interested in that and you just want to stay here for the podcast, we're glad to have you. We're grateful that you're here and we hope it continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys.